Loving God, may the words that come from my mouth and the conversation that we have together uh, bring glory to your name. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Um, my name's Reverend Stuart Perry, and his name is... Jackson King. There you go. I did know that, but... Okay, that's good. <laughs> Uh, this morning, uh, as Marianne's mentioned, uh, we will um, have Jackson's uh, baptism. Um, but in some churches, uh, they have a tradition that before somebody is baptised or after they're baptised, they might share some of their story, their testimony. Um, and in our church, um, we've created a little um, habit, I guess, or a, uh, something a little different. Um, we started last year um, a conversation in place of a sermon that we called Chapel Chat. But um, because our 7.30 choir has re-inhabited our chapel, uh, today we're bringing you the first ever church chat. So uh, we're right in the, in the center of the church. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about baptism, a little bit about Jackson, and a little bit about what God might uh, be doing in our lives and in our church. Uh, one of the things that Jackson and I have in common is a love for music. And... Um, Many of you would associate Jackson with the guy up the back either making the technology work or the guy up the front making um, the music sound as good as it does uh, week in, week out. And I'm interested to know, Jackson, what role music has played in your life and particularly in your faith journey. Yeah, um, it's it's the vessel. It's it's what's gotten me from point A to point B. It's... um, it really is the physical key that unlocked the door into interconnecting with myself and those around me and with God. And, and um, yeah, and so it really has been my way of expressing myself has been with music. If I have a guitar in my hand, I'm totally comfortable. You take it out and nervous start to kick in. But <laughs> He's not nervous at all this morning. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but music has been the way I express myself. If I want to say something, I'm going to pick up a guitar, I'm going to write some music, I'm going to playing in front of other people to express the deepest pains and the deepest joys in my heart. And so throughout my time as a student, I joined a worship team um, and, and used my sense of music to connect with others in, in my cohort and those cohorts around me. Um, and slowly, dis- slowly found that music was the key to me being able to connect with people in, on a very deep level. And for me, it's been, it's been what ties it all together, makes everything worth it. Yeah. Uh, Marianne and I were at a, a conference um, in Nusra a week or so ago, and one of the, the keynote speakers actually uh, shared um, a phrase that I really loved, and I'm sure it wasn't original from him, but nothing that priests say is really ever that original. <laughs> just sort of lift behind the veil, we all get inspired by, hopefully, the word of God um, and uh, those of us around. Um, But he said that good worship is good pastoral care. And the sense of that is that when we gather together as as community or whether we are worshipping quietly at home by ourselves, the connection between God and us through worship and through God's people and us through worship can actually do something to us inside. Um, and I know I've, I've had experiences both in that, those quiet times by myself, um, often with a guitar in my hand as well, um, and a notepad writing down lyrics and chords, uh, but also in small groups, in medium-sized groups, and large groups, worshipping. And, and multiple times there's been something um, change in my spirit, 
that focuses me away from my problems, my concerns, the things that are weighing me down, and focuses me towards God, and by focusing myself towards God, I see others more clearly. Um, and I'm wondering, Jackson, whether you're, I mean, I know you've, you've played in pubs and played covers like, like I have over the years, but is there a difference between playing a worship song and playing a cover of K-San or um, anything else that, that the punters in the pubs want, might want to hear? <laughs> Certainly, and I think it all comes down to the level of connection that's established in, in the environment. So you play in a pub, you'll play Jim's favourite Beatles song that he's requested six times in a row now, and <laughs> you establish a connection with Jim, and, and he's in the moment, you're in the moment, and you're having a grand old time, and that's a, you know, what I would see as a two-way connection between you and the people in front of you. The best part I've found about performing live in a service or, or in a worship context is that it becomes a three-way connection. You are able to connect within yourself, connect with those in front of you and those you care about, and then also establish a connection with God and the eternal um, between those two layers. And I think as much as it is something that a lot, of peop- a lot of times we can't see it, it adds a whole other level to music and the depth at which it can provide people in their lives. So it really it takes it to a whole other level, essentially. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I've got a very important question to ask you, and it, yes. it'll, frame, it'll frame the rest of our conversation, I'm of course, sure. Of course. Um, but I'm interested in your, your opinion on this. Can you have too many guitars? <laughs> well, clearly, I couldn't have just one today. Um, and as much as it is to my mother's dismay, the answer is no. There is never... That is the right answer. There is never enough. There is never enough. Um, and everybody needs a shiny white guitar too. Of course. Too. <laughs> um, some people might be surprised uh, that you're not already baptised. I mean, you went to an Anglican school. Um, you started as an intern at an Anglican church last year. Um, but I know you've carefully, prayerfully and purposefully approached baptism. And I'd love to hear you share um, why that's been important for you to approach baptism that way. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you're going to boil it down, it comes, it comes to identity and it comes to how I have found my identity. So growing up, I dipped my toe on a lot of other things, different sports, different music groups, different co-curriculars, all trying to find a sense of purpose and what I was meant to do with my life and been trying to decide that for many years now. Um, and... Slowly towards the end of my high school journey, I started to find a position within faith and started to find something that gave me a sense of purpose deep down and didn't require external gratification. I I could feel satisfied and fulfilled within myself um, taking part in a faith community. Um, And for me, baptism is the affirmation of that. It is the, it's, it's the signing at the bottom of the letter. It's you know, really nailing it home in the sense that this is where I am meant to be and this is somewhere I am supposed to be. And so for me, today is all about a confirmation of my identity and who I'm meant to be. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to identity. Yeah, and I'm aware that many in this room who might be watching online as well, and we'll have had a different experience of baptism. Some of you may not have ever been baptised, and that's okay. 
Uh, some of you were baptised uh, as a child, like I was, and, and you can look back at old photos. Um, mine, I'm wearing uh, sort of a flowing white gown, which I'm <laughs> not that proud of. But, um, um, but others of you might have been baptised um, a little older or as an, as an adult. Um, I've got a personal view that there's never a wrong time to be baptised. Um, I've uh, had the privilege of baptising a couple of children um, a few days after birth um, in an emergency baptism sense, both of whom are thriving, and one of them is my sister's youngest uh, daughter, uh, and that was a real privilege to baptise um, little Hannah. Um, and the oldest person I baptised was um, a lady in my last church who was in her 80s. And she'd grown up in a Christian family, um, but she was a middle child, and her family forgot to get her baptised. Um, but she'd always carried this secret shame that she didn't really belong, and she wasn't really a proper Christian. And, and it was by talking to somebody that she trusted in our church that she was able to open up and say, oh, you know what, I've, don't tell anybody, but I've never been baptised. Um, and so it was a real joy to gather her daughter and this friend from church uh, and just in this really sense of uh, a, a really intimate service um, and baptise her. And, and it was powerful to, to see her identity be realised. Now, like Jackson, um, her journey of faith was a long one, um, but in that moment, that realisation of identity was, was undeniable. And baptism for each one of us um, whether we are baptised or not, is the way that we can celebrate our identity in Christ. And um, I'm looking forward uh, to seeing uh, not only what God has done through Jackson, but what God, God is um, uh, enabling Jackson to become as his identity is continuing to be formed. Um, Mary Ann is going to be doing uh, the baptism a little bit later. Um, I've probably baptised well over a thousand people. So she's got a bit of catching up to do. So <laughs> the real reason that she's baptizing Jackson today is because they've got a special connection. And uh, Mary Ann, um, in her former role as the chaplain at Coomera Anglican College, um, has journeyed uh, with Jackson as a person of influence. But I know there's been more than just Mary Ann. And I'd love for you to share with us what it's meant to you to have others to come around you and inspire you and challenge you and support you um, in your journey of faith? Yeah, 100%. I mean, as, as a wise man I heard once said, <laughs> um, this journey is, is best explored together and in community. And I think me personally would not be anywhere near here if it weren't for those like Marianne and there are so many others. It's a, long, it's a very long list. But those who have been able to guide and steer me in a direction where Sometimes I didn't want to go, sometimes I thought I didn't need to go, but clearly I needed to be pushed in certain directions and guided um, where I was meant to be. And so without having those people, I'd be in a completely different spot, um, physically, emotionally, mentally. And so to all those people who have shaped me, I have the world to thank of them. And sorry. Yeah. Don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's insane. And to think if I can give that, that's, that's what's important. And, and Jackson shared um, in our first service that um, 
that he, he aspires to be that for others. Um, and I've already seen that happening, the way he connects with our youth and, and our children um, and, 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 and the older members of, of our church that refer to him as that lovely young man who plays the guitar. Uh, he's just Identity such a lovely still young man. <laughs> um, that um, in his witness and the witness of others for him, we see God at work. Uh, God is most powerfully revealed uh, in relationship and that relationship that we have with one another. And so each one of us is able to give another person a glimpse of who God is. And I'm very thankful that, that uh, God is giving us a glimpse of who God is through Jackson and we are a richer church for that. Um, but you're about to be baptised, so what yes. that means after you're baptised is that you are going to be perfect. All right. You're never going to make <laughs> okay. a mistake. Okay, um, And you... Um, uh, your room's going to always be tidy at home. Uh, that's not the case what at all. What do you reckon, What do you reckon? Baptism doesn't necessarily mean that. I know people can have a profound experience at that baptism, but, but how do you think life will be different after in the next uh, 10 or so minutes after you're baptised? I think it all, I think it really does... If I'm going to be honest, I want to say not a lot, <laughs> in yeah. the sense of because of the journey I've come to, Today is all about really sealing the deal, really closing up the letter, putting it in the envelope and, and signing off on it. It is, there is a whole letter before that and it's all communicating the same message and to me, the values of which I've grown up with are the same and, and line up quite closely with those of the church. So I, I hope <laughs> that I will continue to live a, a faithful life and a supporting life for myself and for those around me but at the end of the day this is a journey I'm already on and it will continue to go the way it's meant to be before and after today. It's a powerful journey because I, I know we were going to do this a few weeks ago but lockdown changed everything um, but, but for Jackson it's been important for us to do it in this way in this service um, because this is actually the first church that Jackson's actually belonged to. Um, and uh, yes, there's a worshipping community at, at the school, absolutely, but a local parish church um, is different to a worshipping community at a school. Um, both are important, but we're living in a world of disconnection at the moment, and, um, and what we see in, when we gather to worship, whether it be at school or in a church building, uh, or whether a group of friends at home in a home group, um, we have an opportunity uh, to wrestle with that d disconnection and reframe it as connection. How has belonging to a church been far better or far worse or far different than what you ever expected? I, um, I think post leaving, after leaving school, finding that it, it worked out quite nicely timing-wise. I think in a world where I don't think anyone could have predicted the world that we live in at the moment and I know that there are people in this room and... and who, including myself, who have people that are, at this point, just a little bit further than arm's reach. Um, thank you to the family who are watching online. I wish I could be with you right now. And, uh, mm. and in all the disconnect to have this family. We are incredibly blessed to have you as part of our family, Jackson. Um, we know you've already got an awesome family, but you've now got a uh, extra big, awesome family. 
Um, it's and, and, it's, and it's continuing to grow and be shaped by your influence and your ministry. Um, in, in the Anglican Church, baptism is what we call a sacrament. It's an outward sign of what's going on inside our lives. Uh, and again, this is, this is my personal theological reflection that our whole lives should be sacramental, that we should be showing on the outside as followers of Jesus what's going on inside us. And if we're not doing that, we're not properly the church. And um, I'm excited that you've got a great family and a church family who you can show that too, what's going on inside you. You can show that externally. Um, but I'm also really excited that they're actually influencing you and, um, and they're showing who God is to you. And, and let's not waste any more time because we've got one more song to sing. Is that we right? got it. Oh, we no, got we're going it. straight into the baptism. We're going straight into a baptism. Oh, I got this wrong in the first service too. Um, we're going to baptise Jackson and Marianne's going to cool. get, um, get the right piece of clothing on and we're going to move the furniture. And um, let's get ready.